Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 71st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got a bit of news and our review of the Lego Jurassic World The Indominus Escape short with myself, Jennifer Tarek, and Zach Carlisle. We'll review the Lego short without spoilers at first, then we'll follow that up with a clearly defined spoiler section. So if you haven't seen it yet, feel free to skip that section. But for now, let's get this show started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. It looks like backwards compatibility is finally in our favor as Jurassic Park the game is now available on Xbox One. Now this is the Telltale game from 2011 that received mixed reviews from the fanbase. Personally, I enjoyed it as it's one of few additions to the Jurassic catalog. It looks like it's $19.99 in the Xbox Marketplace or it's free if you already have the disc from Xbox 360. If you download it or play it on the Xbox One, let us know how it plays after a few years and on a new console. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks to Aaron Beyer and Hunter from the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast for the heads up. Time.com ran a news story last week covering Colin Trevorrow's chat about the Jurassic World sequel at a Spanish film festival. He said, The dinosaurs will be a parable of the treatment animals receive today. The abuse, medical experimentations, pets, having wild animals in zoos like prisons, the use the military has made of them, animals as weapons. Also saying it will be more complex. The second part will be a very different movie that will explore new paths. For that reason, it was clear that it needed to be Bayona who would direct it in order to have it grow and evolve with his very personal vision. I personally think this is a great direction to take the next film. Uh, To be honest, I kind of thought they would touch more upon this in Jurassic World, especially with the obvious parallels to the giant fish tank holding the Mosasaur. Um, I can't wait to hear how they broach the topic of trained dinosaurs, using dinosaurs as weapons, uh, freeing the Rex in order to fight another dinosaur, the overtranking of the Pteranodons, and obviously the numerous deaths of dinosaurs throughout the park. Well, yeah, obviously on top of all the human deaths. But I am glad to hear that Colin is talking about how complex and how different this next film will be. Uh, you know, much of Jurassic World was considered a popcorn flick, so I think it's interesting to hear how they're evolving this franchise. You know, I really trust Colin's writing, and I know he's going to produce something that we're all going to look forward to. If you want to read the Time article, just Follow the link in our show notes. 
J.A. Biona recently spoke with his Spanish website about the upcoming Jurassic World film and had this to say about the film's tone. Obviously, when you have Chris Pratt, it will also be very funny, but it will be darker. It's a second step in the trilogy, and the second step is always darker, as in The Empire Strikes Back or Wrath of Khan, which are obvious examples. Uh, in that sense, the film takes a story that it's never done before. To me, it surprised me. We're going to take it places where the saga has never been before, and at the same time, we're going to pay tribute to the franchise. We will take it a step further. Also, here's a clip of Bayona speaking with IGN.com. Take a listen. I got to ask you about uh, this dinosaur movie you're <laughs> doing, this Jurassic World 2. Um, now, I grew up, obviously, uh, with that franchise. Um, Jurassic World, huge, huge hit. Uh, this will be uh, the, the, the fifth installment in this series. What to, you, what to you, as the director of this film, is, it is the biggest challenge for you mm -hmm. going into it? Well, it's not that easy to do the fifth installment of a, of a, of a franchise, you know. Right. But it's true that the, it was uh, Colin Trevorov who came to me and he pitched me the, the second chapter of a trilogy. Okay. And I, I realized that he, he really wants to, 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 to lead the story to places that we've never seen before. It was very yeah. exciting, very, very exciting. Uh, I think he called me because he loves the orphanage and he wants to make a... Uh, he wants to make a scarier and, and darker film. Oh, okay. Though you have that's, that's Chris great. Pratt, so it's going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah and Bryce is back as well. Exactly, right? yeah. So, but but I think I think it's very exciting because I also grew up watching these films and 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 having the chance of working with Colin or or Steven Spielberg or Frank Marshall, people right. I really admire since I was a kid. So 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 it's great to be there. Were, were there certain, you know, look, it it, it did. Uh, begat um, three sequels so far, um, and you know each one. Some are more beloved than others. Um, were there certain lessons that you you've taken away from those sequels, looking at kind of what worked and what didn't that you want to mm -hmm. apply to to this one? Well, I think that what what is very exciting is that it, it goes to places that we haven't seen before, and at the same time it keeps it continues the story of the films we've seen. So there's a connection okay. uh, with with the other films. And I think, you know, this is always a tricky thing about doing a sequel, that you need to be kind of like faithful to the legacy, but at the same time you need to bring new, exciting stuff. So you need to find the balance of what the audience, the audience is expecting and to surprise them, you know? Right. But I think that Colin has a vision like a, like a, like a story that definitely will, will, will We'll, we'll show the people some, some things that they don't, they don't expect, you know. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow, of course, you know, directed Jurassic World, and he is writing this one, and mm -hmm. he's like an executive producer on there as well. He was quoted this week, and I, I saw it at time, but it, they're not the, the source for this, um, that he said that it's a parable for how humans treat animals. Mm -hmm. Can you expound on that a little bit, and is there any concern there if, if you know, of making the dinosaurs maybe too likable or m not making them uh, scary then if you can empathize with them more? Well, I think that there's always been this, uh, this conversation in the movies, you know, like yeah. what is the hum human position in front of dinosaurs? I think somehow this story is uh, taking this uh, subject matter in a more straightforward way. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting, you know, what is our responsibility to the, the, our own creations, you know.
Now, these comments are very satisfying for us in the Jurassic fan community, as it really seems like Bayona will be heading in the right direction and giving us a more thoughtful and intriguing film. It seems like everybody is comparing their second films in their respective franchises to The Empire Strikes Back. Recently, Adam Driver, you know, aka Kylo Ren, commented that Star Wars Episode 8 may have an Empire vibe to it as well. So, does this mean that the Jurassic franchise will have a heavier tone? Maybe could we see a death of a character that we know and love? Uh, maybe even an original character, who knows? J.A. Bayona did mention paying tribute to the franchise, so this is pure speculation, but wouldn't it be super upsetting if, if he killed off one of the characters that we know from the past? You know, I don't even want to think about Grant or Malcolm showing up only to be sacrificed. Please, please, no. But with that audio clip, you can certainly tell Bayona is having a hard time talking about the film without giving too much away. And even though they cut that clip short, it is interesting to hear him talk about Colin's recent comments on the treatment of dinosaurs. Anyway, you can find a link to the Spanish news article and the video in our show notes. I just wanted to point you all in the direction of alltimelines.com, which is a great site that compiles pop culture timelines together in one neat place. Now you can find films like Star Wars, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and of course Jurassic Park. On the site you'll see a listing of films, some games, comics, novels, and more, and uh, it's a great source to straighten out your timeline if you're ever confused. So hopefully we'll get some more content soon to add to that website and add to the timeline. If you want to check it out, head to our show notes to find a link to their Jurassic Park page. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right, let's head into our review of Lego Jurassic World, The Indominus Escape. Where's Aunt Claire? Seven o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. But it's alive! And everyone on the planet swear to line up to appreciate it and everything done. People would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I could see the fleas. Mommy, can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto-erotic? No, no, no. I'm here with Jennifer Tarek and Zach Carlisle, and today we're going to give you our thoughts and reviews on the new Lego Jurassic World, The Indominus Escape. How's it going, you two? Fantastic. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, so you uh, you guys enjoyed this thing, right? I did, actually. Yeah. I laughed the whole way through. I want more now. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot, too. It was a lot of fun. It yeah. It was just a nice little breath of fresh air. Exactly. That's it. I think that's mm-hmm. exactly what we needed is, is something new like this. And um, and I think a lot of people are going to like this. Hopefully it's getting out there to everybody and, and people are actually viewing it and uh, rising up the numbers so more things will happen in the future. I don't know. Um, but for this segment at least, uh, we're going to review the full Lego short. No spoilers just yet. We'll get into those later on. So so it's safe to listen for the next, you know, however long. Um, I'll give you plenty of warning. Don't worry. Uh, but if you haven't seen the Lego short already, um, it's actually, we have a, the copies of it on our website through YouTube. So if you go to there, go to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, you can find all five parts in a blog post. Or you can head to Netflix, probably easier in general, uh, and just watch the whole thing straight up. You don't have to watch um, five separate parts. Um, it's it's a t- like 24 minutes long, I believe, but um, it's, it's really easy to watch on Netflix. I think uh, hit that five-star review thing, too, to make sure everybody knows we like it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, we won't spoil anything just yet. Uh, we'll save that for the spoiler section. So why don't we just get right into it? Jen, why don't you give us a rundown mm. on your thoughts? Oh, man. <laughs> Got to start over here. Yep. My thoughts. Um, okay. I love 
um, that it never takes itself seriously. That's awesome. I love how it takes the characters and totally blows up their personalities even more. I love Claire and her... Access means security. It's a spoiler. <laughs> I suck. Okay. <laughs> no, you're okay. That's that's okay. I okay. Well, I think from when when we did our trailer episode, we weren't too far off. I mean, we kind of had it down. I was yeah. impressed with us. I know we right? had the Christmas Christmas dinosaur. I mean, <laughs> we had that down, and we figured that. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna spoil this. I'm just gonna shut up because I was gonna spoil something else. <laughs> um i liked it i liked it a lot and i want more next (laughs) (laughs) go ahead zach your turn (laughs) um the thing i really enjoyed about it is it was something that that i feel like the younger audience really needed to get introduced to the whole jurassic park and jurassic world Mm -hmm. maybe young kids who are too little to really watch it without you know, to watch the original ones without being terrified, this is something for them to kind of jump into mm-hmm. and enjoy. Like a cartoon um, version. That's cute. Yeah. Yes. It's very, you know, my, my two-year-old loves it. And I can't, I can't show her Jurassic Park right now. <laughs> she would freak out. You know what I mean? Give her nightmares. Yeah. But, but she loves this, this little, uh, this little short. And, uh, the other things I really liked is the score for it. Uh, yeah. It, I'm not sure if they if they created another score, for, like it a separate all, score for all it. But the it same. felt like. See, that's what I thought. Thought it was the same from Jurassic World, and it made it feel like it was actually a part of the rest of the movies, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it wasn't. Um, and it brought just that. It made me feel like a little kid again, as soon as the as soon as it opens with that that theme song everyone knows yeah and, oh man um, that theme all the feels uh, with that thing <laughs> all right. of them um the other thing i liked was how much even though the story is really cheesy but how much it parallels jurassic world mm-hmm. each scene you know was rewritten to fit the story that they had but it was just i don't know it was really cool man i really enjoyed it yeah, no, I, th- I think you hit it on the mark because it, it tried to not do exactly what Jurassic World did, but it changed it up and it tried to make its own story, but kind of go along kid some friendly. of the similar beats, you know? Yeah, and definitely kid friendly. Yeah, it made it kid friendly, which, which um, yeah, what you just said, but keep going. <laughs> I <suck>. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I really got. Yeah, Boy, you know, I mean, there's. There, there's just, a lot to talk about, probably more so in spoilers, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, overall, the the whole kid friendly aspect was perfect. I think they they hit it on the head there. You know, it's it's aimed directly at you know kids, maybe the age of your daughter, and I think I think that's where it works best in that age range, maybe from two to you know six or so. Um, it, it can definitely go older than that for sure. Obviously, we enjoyed it, um, but. You know, I think I think it's aimed for probably that very young age um, because, you know, teenagers maybe find it too corny. They're too cool for it. Right. Um, And I don't know when I was six years old, six or seven or whatever. uh, That's when I first saw Jurassic Park. So at that point, 
I was good with seeing that, you know, violence or, or whatever you want to, the, the gore and aspects of Jurassic Park. Um, so at that point, it kind of transitions, I guess. But for that age range, from the, the two to six or so, I think it's absolutely perfect because it's got all those aspects that you want. It's got like comedy. Um, it is just plain funny. You know, all the characters, Ms. Ronnie's really funny. Claire has, like you said, Jen, they like heighten the characters and they make them like ultra realistic versions of themselves from the movies. And Claire is like a prime example of that. She's like so crazy and so, so funny. Um, there's especially like, there's just so many exaggerations mm -hmm. about whenever, um, the dinosaur guy was, she's like, Oh, if you get eaten, our insurance will cover it. It's fine. <laughs> like it just takes that kind of thing and makes it hilarious. Yeah. But you can't do that in a Jurassic movie, but luckily they have these Legos that you could do it in and it's better. It's funny. It's lighthearted and it's just kind of tongue in cheek and they make fun of themselves and it's great. Well, the good thing is Jurassic world, like while, while it's serious and, and scary and dark, it does have some of those similar beats, like like the like Owen, for example, is very corny throughout all, basically all of Jurassic World, like the actual movie. So you could say a lot of his lines and dialogue are, you know, kid friendly in a way, and they're corny like that. And I think that's just based off of his character, not necessarily. A lot of people blame the writing and say, "Oh, the writing's terrible." But I don't think that's it. I think it's more so that's just his character. So like when, mm. when Claire says, what should we do next or whatever? And he says, stick together for survival. You know, it's kind of it's really, really <laughs> cheesy, but it works. So I think it, it transitions well and it kind of, you know, it works well in this sort of setting even better. Right. Yeah, completely. Um, even the, to me, the dinosaurs were pretty funny, the way they all acted and, and flew around and and then the uh, the hot dog man, he was like one of the, the more funny parts of this whole thing because what was was there one part that was in the background like oh they're having a serious conversation Owen's training a dinosaur in the background or like making him sit or something. No, yeah, what he's doing he's um, Claire and Doctor Wu. Doing the whole time. Yeah, Claire and Doctor Wu were having a, a conversation in the lab about something, and in the background you can see Owen. Um, yeah, see here, I don't want to go into spoilers too much, but you can see him oh, is that kind a of... Oh, spoiler? Oh, my God. Yeah, you can okay. see him kind of messing around and doing something funny. I'll get into that more later. Um, but let's see, what else did I like about this thing? Um, I thought the thing looked beautiful, right? I mean, the island itself looked mm -hmm. awesome. Like, it, it looked like so... I don't want to say realistic, but almost. You know, it was it was almost there, and the way it played off of the Legos and the, the cartoony aspect of the Legos, it was perfect. And the colors were bright and vibrant. Um, so that aspect was really, really cool. We touched on that a little bit on in the trailer, how we were saying the water looks so much like water. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to tell where your sight lines are, where, what's real, what's not. It's yeah. just done so well. Yeah, the whole thing turned out that way. Yeah, and even and the way that the characters moved, and talked and everything seemed it was very it flowed really well it didn't seem like there was i don't to me it didn't look as fake as it could have looked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the way everything blended it was perfect you know from mm -hmm. from the dinosaurs interacting with the environment to the cars like the lego cars like you know going through the jungle uh it was really perfect and 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 the scenery itself and the the park itself looked so 
so shiny and glossy and I, I really like that aspect of it um, and I think that goes into like the way it was animated and shot like the the director obviously did a great job and the people who animated it did a great job um, there were some mm-hmm. interesting shots I, I a few that you know stuck out to me um, I posted these online I believe there's one shot of a Dilophosaurus and a few other dinosaurs like running straight at the camera and it was like the camera was like bouncing on on the face of Dilophosaurus. It was really, really funny looking. And uh, I really liked how it was framed and everything. Um, the lighting, obviously, in that with the, the colorful backgrounds and everything looked really cool. Um, another one was, well, I guess Owen was on his motorcycle at one point, And he's kind of like swerving in and out of a dinosaur. And uh, that part looked really awesome. I just loved the way the camera followed him. So, you know, it's, it's funny to to analyze like you know a lego project so much but i really like those those choices that they made with the directing and the and the uh, animation and all that it looked awesome yeah we talked a little bit about whenever the indominus breaks out of his paddock as well and it it looks like an actual movie shot it could and um how he you go he like oh we want to see that in 3d whenever he like roars at the yeah camera i don't want to say camera because it's not really a camera but <laughs> yeah. the screen it's, I a, guess. it's a digital you know uh, kind of camera so it, it it's you know they got to direct it somehow so it's it's right there and yeah he does like he screams right at it and i could totally see what you're saying uh you know put some 3d glasses on that thing will look amazing yeah that was a cool shot you know how awesome would it be release it in 3d i that's what i was just wondering i'm like how awesome would it be oh, if really? they like re-released jurassic world in theaters and then put this as like a 24 oh, minute short this, before the this movie? short before it oh my that'd goodness, be so that'd awesome be want that now you know they're bringing back all those harry potter movies and showing them in all these different theaters they should do that for jurassic world just show all the movies the short everything i guarantee they'll do that um for the next one they'll they'll definitely show jurassic world before the second one oh man i will fangirl all over that theater i hope they do i'll be a puddle (laughs) i'll just melt into the floor they'll just like sweep me up and (laughs) it'll be a problem um, some other things I enjoyed was, uh, like the characters themselves. I thought, you know, like I said, Claire was a lot of fun to watch and to listen to. Um, and it's, it definitely seemed to play on the issues, uh, with her character in the, in the actual film. Uh, obviously a lot of people complained about that, but here I think they did some good things, some bad things when it comes to her character. Um, Owen himself, he was very cool and heroic, but, uh, I think it kind of perpetuates that you know, stereotype that Owen is the the hero or the lead and, and not Claire, which is slightly yeah. disappointing. You know, I kind of like looked at that and I was like, uh, you know, I wish they had played up Claire being the hero more so. I trusted them too. Like, oh my gosh, spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything, I promise everybody. <laughs> but at the end, I'll restrain. At the end, I was waiting for something cool to happen, anything cool. And no, it got taken away. It was stolen from me. I'm, I was sad. Yeah. Spoiler section, yeah. but yeah. Well, see, I felt like, I don't know, you guys may disagree with me, but I felt like they kind of made her a, a little bit stronger, made her character a little bit stronger up until the end. It's like they... Mm-hmm. It did I mean, feel like they were building fault. to something, and you, yeah, you felt- assumed they'd finish out because they were following the movie to a point. But they didn't mm-hmm. do none of that. None of what you expected. But they, 
I mean, there's even a, well, that's kind of a spoiler, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's even like some scenes where she's basically leading uh, Owen's character and mm -hmm. he's just kind of like, you got it, boss. Here's attitude. where they flipped it, though, because in the movie, it was the opposite. He was leading things, mm -hmm. but none of it worked out. And she right. did something and it worked. Here is the total opposite. She was leading things and none of it worked out. And he did a thing and it worked. So right. they flipped the dynamic totally the wrong way, I think. That's not, that's like disrespectful <laughs> to what the movie was doing. <sighs> yeah. Well, didn't even Colin say, was it Colin that said it? That it's really like going back to the actual movie, it's really Claire's story. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Totally. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of it's her art and her 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 trilogy and everything. I mean, it's written. He's written it with with her, but I know. And for them to, to take the Lego, I was disappointed to take this cute, adorable Lego short and use it to change the dynamic and change everything the movie did. And I mean, you could change things. That's fine. But the base of the movie should still stand and it did until that point mm -hmm. i was pretty let down i was like deflated yeah and right. i think uh this is a way to 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 get into kids heads and and to show them what is the right way to view a character and what's not and they kind of you know they at, at one point they're they're just playing along and and saying um like sort of mocking all the the problems people had with the character of claire but then they actually do it, you know, in the end. Like you said, Zach, you know, they kind of – they build and build and build and then they just don't follow up with that. Um, and, yeah, it would have been nice to have them instill this, you know, into kids' heads and be like, this is – you know, Claire can lead a, a film. And even if it is this this Lego short, she can lead it and she's the boss. She's the one who saves the day. Um, but, the, yeah, they didn't they didn't do that unfortunately. See, but That's why I, I got to give call. I want to just like – shake Colin's hand because I'm sure everyone in the world was going against what he was doing because look at Universal the way they marketed it every all the marketing all the Lego everything that Colin doesn't have direct control over it it slips to the normal stereotype that everyone is just used to and it just that's how at all the reviews just every everything that Colin doesn't have his hand in writes it the other way so that's yeah. why I just got to, I want to shake his hand and be like, thank you for trying. You made a very good effort, but you can't control everything. But thank you for trying. <laughs> yeah, he well, stuck I mean, to his I, guns too. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I've been bringing, bringing up my daughter again, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things like we're, I'm trying to show her some of these fictional characters that she could look up to, you know, going back to, I don't know, Supergirl, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to Claire, I mean, if it is Claire's story, then they need, they should have just stuck with Claire being the hero that way that, I mean, you got little girls that are going to watch this and maybe in the end, they're going to think a little, a boy's going to end up having to save me when that's mm -hmm. not necessarily the case, you know? Yeah. It's just, um, the story mean, story was written that way too. And it's just everyone yeah. else is that gets their hand in it is trying to change it. And I guess they have the power to do that to that degree, but it, it, that's a shame because that's how it was written and that's how it's intended. Mm -hmm. And everyone, it just shows you how backwards things are. I'm, I mean, I'm not like a feminist. I'm not. I'm not opposite, but this kind of bothers me because <laughs> we had a shot here. I don't know. 
No, but I think yeah. what you're comparing it perfectly because you have the daughter that that would look up to this stuff, you know, and it it is in her, you know, wheelhouse and it should be. And mm-hmm. you know, it did it failed on that level. It excelled so so well in everywhere else it seemed like, but but in that in that sense I was kind of disappointed that they perpetuated the the male stereotype of the hero um when it shouldn't have been. We know that Claire is the hero of the main film, so it should have carried over. So I'd like to know, like, where the who is in charge of this story? You know, like developing it, fleshing out the characters, and and, and doing all that stuff. Because I'd like to know why they chose to stick with Owen. And maybe it comes down to the sales of Lego. Um, yeah, it's it could just be a boys' way. market. You know, unfortunately, it probably is accurate that boys are more of the selling point for this lego line and i mean chris pratt's like the king of legos right now he's on everything so but he was but he wasn't here like why that that also yeah little little kids won't know that that's true little kids yeah yeah Yeah, major respect for bryce right there for being in that that's surprising i'm not when we were guessing last time i i knew it was her but i wasn't you know i wasn't going to say that but um major props to her for doing that taking the time out to do that yeah it's very cool yeah you know it it's you stuck to it and it didn't to me it didn't sound like her in the trailers maybe because they they chose some of the more outlandish scenes but once once it came on screen on when i watched on you know youtube wherever they debuted it i was like all right that definitely sounds like her now because she was more calm you know kind of sounded more so just like claire did Mm-hmm. It, it was those um, how-to videos that that took me there. Mm-hmm. That uh, if, she, if maybe she didn't do those, I might have had more doubt. But it went right to those how-to videos, like I mentioned the last one. So I, I knew it. Yeah. Um, let me move on here. I really this is stupid, but I really liked um, Owen's relationship with Tango, the the Christmas pteranodon. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Tr- <laughs> yeah. Like it was so funny because. He has this like established relationship with this thing and he can fly around on it, which is an awesome, you know, addition to this world. Obviously he didn't do that and it would be really weird if that happened in the the live action films, but here it was it was so perfect. And the way he's jumping from back and forth and he can yell out to that pteranodon, which it was really cool. I I, I uh I really love that one. Um that's exactly the kind of thing you need though i mean that's the right way to do it that outlandish crazy stuff that you can't do in the film but that's Mm -hmm. funny and amusing and but still kind of sticks to the character that's that's exactly right they had it right on with that yeah um dr Wu had some really cool moments for me uh there's a few other characters i won't spoil just yet but they were awesome uh, the hot dog man for me was was like I said he was really fun and comical and the whole setup for his story was was great. Um, like I said, Mizrani was great. The story, um, if we're gonna just talk about the base, like the story itself, um, it was exactly what I expected. Nothing too crazy, like we've been talking about. And the whole it's like the Indominus is is attracted to hot dogs. It needs to have these hot dogs to basically perform its like tasks and and do its stuff and that's like its downfall it's it's so perfect um and we've talked about the audience and and who it's geared towards so i think the story itself is perfect for that um the ending was fantastic i'll talk about that more later and uh zach you talked about the score and uh, i i really liked how they they kept michael giacchino's score here 
and you know in mm-hmm. you know they what they did was they they didn't use it specifically with scenes that we remember from Jurassic World they actually flip-flopped right. them a lot and they used them like differently how, than how they used them in the film so i thought that was really cool how they cut and pasted you could tell it was like if you know the soundtrack well you could tell it's kind of chopped up but but um it worked really well in the scenes they used it in yeah, it would come and go and kind of mix around, but I liked it because you knew it right away. Yeah. It was neat to have it hear a different mix of it. Mm-hmm. That, just the intro still gets me, though. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Like, that. That just any time you hear that. And it, I think, uh, you know, all the different scenes that they used, it, it fit perfectly. Like, the flying over the island stuff worked really well. Uh, the mm-hmm. darker soundtrack tones that they used worked well and all the scarier and like scarier lego stuff that they did um it was perfect it really fit it well um but yeah i think that that really wraps up my you know uh non-spoiler section and um anything else you guys want to add before we head into spoilers no because if i do i'll just go right into spoilers so. <laughs> all right well, let's, yeah let's just head right into spoilers we are now entering the section where spoilers will be discussed. I suggest you stop what you're doing and leave now. When you gotta go, you gotta go. All right, can we can we talk about that ending first? Before let's just skip right to the end of this thing. I uh, I really want to talk about that because I loved how they mixed in the hybrids from the the game and the toy line into that lego domain and you see that that uh you know that in, that new indominus that we've seen from the toy line the hasbro stuff um and it was so cool to see dr Wu heading out into the jungle and revealing this dinosaur what did you guys think of that this sounds just like these creators listened to podcasts about the toy line and were just like let's make all these dreams come true and they did <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of, that, oh, they are listening to people, all about the hybrids and the colors and just everything. Yeah. It sounded like it came right from a toy podcast or something. That's pretty awesome. My my thought on that was, I might be reading into this too much, but it was one of those, because it paralleled so much with the original film, it made me go, well, is this maybe an Easter egg to Jurassic World 2? I know, I right? Know. I I kind of was that, that's, thinking the same thing. <laughs> because I thought, you know, like okay, throughout the the little short, you're seeing all these scenes that that were just taken right out of Jurassic World and plopped into this Lego movie. And then with that ending, it made me just think, okay, this is this could be just a little Easter egg or maybe a little nod to what is to come. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. <laughs> it did go in a completely could... different direction and a different feeling, and it, it's not what you expected. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. Like, you know, we have to gently walk around it because, it, you know, it could be way off base. But but I that, that little subtle feeling, like, went through my head, and I'm like, wow, man, imagine if that is, like, the payoff for the next film in a way. Like, they – I mean, we always – we always wonder like are the toys really you know affecting what we're going to see in the next film 
And everybody's been asking, are we going to see more hybrids and, and more stuff like this? And now this, this Indominus has been released. Uh, I think it's the Rampage one. And now it's in this short. So what's next? Are we going to see something like that in the future? I don't know. I mean, it's an awesome design. And I'd, I'd like to see that on screen, actually. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. I mean, maybe not exactly that, of mm-hmm. course. But in that in that alley, maybe. I mean, where else are they going to go? There's only so much you could do anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I, I, I absolutely loved how it, let alone the dinosaur itself, but I loved how it actually set up for future installments. Now, um, I say this every time, but it's me projecting, but I don't see how this is not a setup. You know, it was 100% set up for more Lego Jurassic World. They First off, they split this thing up on YouTube into five parts. Now, if you watch these five parts... They, they kind of fade out every part, and it kind of works perfectly as commercial breaks. So if you're going to make this a TV show, you have your five breaks that you'll throw in, you know, your commercials. You'll come back, and then you'll start a new segment. You'll fade out again. You'll do the commercials. So it worked perfectly. And even that ending, um, the way they, they left you on a cliffhanger with the that new Indominus there, and, and uh, there's – there has to be more to come after that. So why would they leave a cliffhanger if there's not more to come and if they're not setting up something more? So I thought that was perfect, and I th- I'm really excited to see what else happens. And they kept the fades in even in the full version. Yeah. So they're built into it, which says a lot. It's not like they just did it for the YouTube parts in the whole thing. Right. So it was intended. I don't know. I want more. I mean, that'd be amazing. Comes down to I want more. So supply and demand. I demand. So supply me. Let go. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet them that <laughs> like yes, every more, day. More, more, more. Until they give me more. I demand. So you must supply. <laughs> like no, every day. I think, so I, think, I get blocked. <laughs> I think it'll happen. I mean, it, it's it's laid out perfectly. And if this is not, you know, a foreshadowing of, of things to come, then I don't know what it is because it seems very clear <laughs> to me. Um, we also got the reveal of some characters later on in the film. We saw Lowry and Vivian, and they actually came back to reprise their roles, which was really awesome. Even though it was so short, it was really cool to see them again. I wondered if that was Jake Johnson. Yeah, definitely that was. That came in and did that. It sounded... It could- because as I was watching it, I was like, man, that dude sounds just like him. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome. He came back and did it. Yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. Um, did the Netflix version, the full one with the credits, come out before their part came out on YouTube? Because I feel like I heard that they were going to be in it before I actually saw their part I pop up. I think so. Because um, I was kind of waiting for it. I'm like, I don't remember them. Did I miss it? And then they came later. So that was like a weird backwards thing. I believe it did because mm. I think it came out, you know, part three came out in the morning. And then I think Netflix was revealed on Wednesday. And then I think they were in maybe part four. So, uh, yeah, everybody was sharing the screenshot of the cast. And, and you saw B.D. Wong and Bryce and, and Jake Johnson and Lauren Lapkus uh, is there anybody else I was missing? I don't know. Um, but oh, and Zach uh, Zachary Levi was in it as the, yeah. the hot dog guy, right? Like, what was that? What was that about? <laughs> like, 
That's that was so strange. And if you don't know who he is, he played Chuck on NBC on that TV show. He was uh, I don't remember the name of the character, but he was in Thor: The Dark World um, is, is as he one the guy of in the Star Trek or am I, no. no an American Horror Story. Is that somebody else? No, that was Jeffrey Quinto. Oh, oh my gosh, that yeah, Jeffrey Quinto. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, too many, too many Zacharys. And then we have another Zach. There's too many Zacks in the world. <laughs> How do you feel about <laughs> that, Zach? Multiply. <laughs> They're multiplying. There's three already. Great. Oh, my gosh. How do I feel about that? Yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. To too many Zacks. Um, well, there are too many Jennifers, too. So That's true. It's just things having a popular name. I feel you, Zach. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> Where's, I don't know where this is going. Continue, Zachary. Levi. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, really but uh, random to throw him in there. Yeah, yeah I don't know I what don't was know up with that. It was just to... so random. Yeah, I was gonna and say they... maybe he just called them up and was like, "Guys, do you have anything I could do? Because I love this franchise." Huh. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you this part. <laughs> you can be the hot dog guy." I mean, he does a lot of work, and I'm trying to think like if he has a special connection with any of these people but i i can't name anything off the top of my head yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if he has any connections with them but um let's see here i guess we'll move on to some of those hybrids that we saw we actually saw the stegoceratops there which was which was a first i guess right i mean we we got that real quick glimpse on the screen in the in the actual jurassic world but nothing nothing major there we we kind of Wished we saw it in a way, but also wish we didn't see it. But it was actually in this for, for a very quick second um, and helped kind of save the day in the end. What species of dinosaur, what kind of hybrid was it when Owen goes in and he, I guess that the, the, he just discovered where Wu had been putting all the random hybrids and there was that one that just glue up, that glue up, wow, I can't talk tonight, that uh, lit up. Oh, oh the so dark one. The the the, the Carno Raptor was it? Or no, that was the one they made on the spot, right? Was there one that gl- glowed or whatever? Yeah, yeah, there was a glow in the dark one. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Was it a? Because I, I know there was like a glow in the dark Raptor later on in the, right. in the jungle somewhere. I don't know if it was the same thing or not. I I can't remember. But yeah, that uh, scene had the the big head T Rex, which was hilarious. I I love that thing. Yeah, you you in the water pan all. Oh, <laughs> <poor> thing. <laughs> hey, so hey guys, uh, I hate to be like this, but our tornado sirens are going off. Oh, right terrifying! Oh, no. So I'm, I'm gonna have to jump off here. Um, all right, kind of so just scary. see what's going on. Um, no, stay oh. safe, man. <laughs> all right, cool. So Sorry about that. No um, problem. Stay safe, dude. Get go, what's going get on. A, right. Get in the ground or do something safe. Yeah. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I got okay. We got it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. So scary. I was just oh. saying how scared I am of that. Oh, God. Yeah. Seriously. We have like a panic attack and I'm not even there. <laughs> Siren goes off. Yeah. You got to so do scary. something. You got to get down. I don't know. I, I'm in a basement now, so I'm okay. But I'm not anywhere near him. So I feel like going into my basement and I'm not <laughs> even there. <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, so I guess we'll just kind of continue on here. Let's see. Um, where was I? I, um, I? Yeah, I guess I'll just go here. Um, now, when we did our conversation before, um, I kind of guessed that scene. I think we sort of talked about it before, but that scene where Ms. Ronnie's falling 
out of the helicopter and Owen saves, saves him with that trust fall off the Christmas Tronodon. I, I perfectly call that and it played out exactly the way I had hoped. I'm like watching it and, you know, he, he goes up and he, and he catches Mizran. He jumps back on the Tronodon. It breaks through the sign, slides on the ground. It was 100% spot on. I was like, and he's, yes. And his hair falls off. And his hair falls off. We his had hair fell off. <laughs> frame by frame, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and one of the funny things I liked about it was uh, Hoskins was was such an idiot. You know, he obviously he was he, a lot of people think he was stupid and an idiot in Jurassic World, the, the actual film. But I think they played off that stupidity and the choices that he made with this whole Raptor training plan and everything. They played off that stupidity and made him this complete idiot. Um, and he started like shooting at the dinosaur costume guy, which was it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense, but it was. It <laughs> and was he's hilarious. like, "It's a talking, talking dinosaur." <laughs> what else is Wu gonna cook up in that lab? It was it, they're, they're, like <laughs> switching these lines, but and making him more, even more of an idiot. Which is like I was talking about. They're just they're they're playing up these roles and you know making them uh, making just fun of the film itself, which is great. I think that's perfect. Yeah, that totally worked. His whole character worked. They all worked, except for the ending, which did not work with what they were doing. And mm-hmm. they made the characters perfect and the whole time and how they should in this kind of film. But at the end, it just did not match up with anything. And you're just like, what? What? Yeah. It's not the film I saw. That's not the short I just watched. Like, what it that was an agenda push. I don't know. Yeah, that well, was annoying. The, there was a few points I, I wanted to talk about also with Claire. Um, aside from ma- not making her the hero, there was actually a few times where I thought they were actually like putting her down in a way. Um, yeah. I think I think Owen himself was. Uh, I forget what the situation was, but he he mentioned like, "Oh, sweet, simple, naive Claire." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." Like. But and, then you kind of forgave it because you figured, okay, they'll they'll follow through and redeem mm-hmm. it just like the movie did. Yeah. Because you, you kind of make excuses for it. You're like, okay, that's okay. We, they're exaggerating everybody. It's okay. But they never paid off at mm-hmm. the end for you. And there was that yeah. other scene where, where Owen kind of lectures Claire on the Dilophosaurus. He's like, yeah. she's like, oh my God, it's so cute. I love the, it's a redhead just like me or whatever. <laughs> and, and they played up the, the, the dumb aspect of her character for some reason in, in a few scenes like this, which I thought was very strange. Why I don't know why they did yeah. that. And they, they had Owen lecture her about it, which was very weird. Like, uh, Claire, you might not want to stand near that. It's, it's venom or poison or whatever he said. And I just thought that was a very strange choice. Um, and then even later on, Mizrani, at the, I think at the end, he's like, he lets Claire know how terrible of an idea the Indominus was. Because in this version of the story, the Indominus is all her idea. So he, he's just letting her know, look, this was a bad idea and, and you're to blame for that. So I thought there was a few very strange choices aside from the ones we talked about before. So I don't know. Hopefully if they do do more, hopefully they fix that up a little bit. And I, you know what? I was kind of I would have forgiven all of that stuff because mm-hmm. they were exaggerating everybody, and it's funny and blah blah, and and it's it's comical. And I I was ready. I was on board. I was like, okay, it's a little harsh, but and eh, they look what they did to Hoskins. So okay. So I'm, and even Wu sounded stupid at times, and I was like, it's okay. And then it, it just didn't it didn't work. It, it, there was no redemption, and you, you just left with her thinking she's stupid, and that's what everyone thinks, and that's what it, that's what they did. 
Yeah. And that's, that's a, such shame. a shame. Yeah. They have the power to do that. And like I said, anything Colin doesn't have his hands in, Claire just gets totally ripped apart. Mm-hmm. No, no one cares. They just focus on Owen. And I mean, I know I'm a broken record here. I'm sure everyone listening is so tired of hearing me say this, <laughs> but it's, they're, they're, they keep doing it. So I keep saying yeah. it. Yeah. You know, oh, there was a few times where she did attempt to take charge and, and, uh, she tried to capture the Indominus. She like grabbed the gun and started shooting at it and they actually did capture it for a second, but the thing broke out and, and then shortly after that, she mentions that she's going to save the park. And, and that's the point. That's like the the downfall. When she mentions that she's going to save the park, she never actually saves the park. So I don't really understand why mm-hmm. why that line was in there. Um, because Owen truly saves the park, um, you know, as everybody believes in Jurassic World for some reason. They, he didn't save it. Um, but here he does. He rides in on the T-Rex. He corrals all the hybrids, oh, and apparently, he, like he did everything. He corralled them. He corralled them all, let them loose, and trained them on the way over. And she even said that. She's yeah. like, "Oh, you train that," and he thinks, "What I do? You're just so great." Sure. And, and the whole like the billboard earlier with Owen, it's like the world-renowned, you know, whatever he said about the the, the training. So they're they're really building up Owen again. Which okay, you know, the marketing towards boys is probably accurate um but still i feel like they're just putting down claire so let's let's fix that up we need to make sure this fixes you know and and saves her character from humiliation actually i wonder what colin thinks of that i wonder what he thought of it speaking of him he probably loved it because he was in it i mean they not him himself but they they included like that film crew which was awesome they had colin trevorrow steven spielberg uh, Frank Marshall and Pat Crowley was there, and <laughs> the, the two producers and the, those two directors. So that was really awesome that they included them, um, had them following around. It was kind of like this like Inception moment where there's, you know, they're filming everything that was going on. So that was really cool because they were they were characters in the in the Lego game, so they carried over to this as well. So that was that was really awesome. Um, and to finish out, I don't really have too much more, but. Um, the whole hot dog thing was was hilarious. Um, I loved how they had that giant trail of hot dogs that led to the hot dog man um, at the end, and then they ended up capturing the Indominus again, and and all was you know well. So now there was no Mosasaurus though, so that was a no. little weird. Yeah, I they... think it'd be somewhere like jumping in the background just for fun or something. Yeah, you'd think so. There was a lot left out, you know, if we're comparing it, you know, directly to Jurassic World. There was no. No kids. There was no Zara. Yeah. There was nothing like but that. But that dinosaur, that dinosaur played a big part, though. They could yeah, have just like thrown it in the back and had it like doing tricks or something. Yeah, I don't get it. It, you know, there's there's a lot going for this, and I actually, you know, as much as we, you know, dig on it and and uh, you know complain about the Claire aspects, overall, I I really really enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, as long as they fix that Claire stuff in the future, hopefully, if they yeah. if they do do more of these, I think it'll be awesome and perfect. Yeah, I really loved it. I have to say, at the beginning, I even rewatching it, I still really, really love it, and I'm so glad they did it. And it's so funny, and I still laugh at so many parts. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. again, I mentioned earlier about if it eats you, it's okay. We have insurance. Like that makes Claire <laughs> sound terrible, but it's funny, and yeah. I, I like that part. That's funny, and then. 
with the Dilophosaurus and just maybe we're just super funny. childish and we like this stuff, but it was great. I loved it. I laughed the whole time, I and yeah. uh, I think I think overall the, the the it seems like a lot of the fandom loves this and really want to see more. And um, I've I've come across very few that just dislike it flat out, but um. Yeah, it's great, and I'm glad to see it's out there finally, and you know we can continue to talk, talking about it. And now it's part of like the Jurassic lore. You know, it's out there. It's for real. This is something that happened in non-canon world of Jurassic Park. We actually have a non-canon Jurassic Park. How awesome is that? It's Every perfect. franchise has a non-canon thing, and we never did, but now we actually have one. Well, awesome. I mean, we have like some other little games and things here, but like. It, this is for real now. Like they're they're actually starting to add and contribute to this, and hopefully, things like this don't disappear and and you know fade off. Like a lot of the comics just kind of like disappeared, and nobody talks about the games anymore. The older older games. Um, so hopefully we can change that, and um, you know starting right here with this Lego short. Feel it. Everything's coming up, Jurassic. It's going to be great. So yeah, I did reach out to. A lot of people on on social media through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, let's start over here. Let's see. On Twitter, I asked everybody, "What is your favorite scene from this this uh, Lego short here?" Um, and I'll start here with Sickle Claw. He actually says, "Favorite part was when the Stegoceratops had its big moment, uh, big hero moment in the finale." Um, that was awesome. Yeah, the uh, it was very short lived, but it, it had its moment there where it kind of, I think, uh, batted into the uh, the Indominus there, along with like a, a giant cast of other hybrids, right? Are you asking me? Y- yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't sure if you're in reading mode. <laughs> uh. Why do you have me? I don't get why you think <laughs> I'm so unqualified. <laughs> I'm giving see. spoilers away. I'm like not there. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. At Nublar7 here says Claire and her pet Dilophosaurus on the leash at the end. Oh, that's totally right. I totally forgot about that. I agree. That was that's perfect. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. So if, if as long as she pets it, she yeah, pets her little thing and she's talking. If she Great. failed earlier on in the film, she definitely redeemed herself with this pet Dilophosaurus. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they did that. That was adorable. <laughs> um, Fede here says the arrival on Nublar by helicopter. The serious part. Um, it was also better than the film scene. So, um. I, I really enjoyed the, the version in the film, and this one, they, they took a comical approach by, you know, there's no laws of, of physics or, you know, pain or anything, because Claire is flying around the inside of that cockpit there, batting around, and then, but then they do do that, I guess, the more serious part where they're flying over all the different scenes and the different dinosaurs, so that was really, really cool, and I guess we didn't get anything like that specific where we actually see the dinosaurs from above like that. That's true. I didn't even think about that. It, I guess that's a good point. If it, it is a little better than the original. Whenever I first saw that tweet, I thought, eh, what? If the original of the movie was great. But you're right because we didn't. the helicopter didn't go over any dinosaurs. And that yeah. would have been pretty cool. So, yeah, that yeah, would have been perfect. And, and he, you know, he sums it up perfectly there. Um, Mateus Temple here says the hybrids and Rexy fighting the Indominus at the end. 
yeah, we talked about those quite a bit. So those were those were perfect. The the Rex really didn't do too much, to be honest. I feel like. No, it just showed up, and then that was it. He didn't even do anything. He showed up. <laughs> yeah, just ride in and 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 roared. Um, and there was no there was no flare. That's another thing we could ride. Why don't they just give Owen a flare and just get it over <laughs> with? Do the whole bit. Steals everything. Yeah. Instead, he trained it instead of coaxing it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Aaron Beyer here says, I love the weird big-headed baby Rex and the film crew <laughs> cameos. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, yeah. We touched on those ones. Let's see. Billy Reed here says, the hybrid Indominus at the end kind of looked cool, I guess. Uh, he's not too certain about that answer, but yeah, I, I think it looked actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really focused on that, on the hybrids, a lot. Yeah. So. Um, hmm. Jurassic Jeep 28 on Instagram says, my favorite park... Uh, wait. I think it meant part. My favorite part was simply near the beginning when the helicopter flying over the individual herds, sort of like Fede <laughs> said, reminded me of the ending of the Lost World. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of that shot I think we we're hoping for in Jurassic World, and, and uh, definitely didn't get that. That would have been really awesome, and, and they kind of pull it off here, which is great. And I loved. I think we talked about it on the trailer one. I loved the design of those dinosaurs, like the. Um, apatosauruses and everything they all looked really really cool yeah yeah i know we we did talk a little bit about that and they look they did look cool he was eating the leaves every time i mm-hmm. see that now i think about him eating the leaves and yeah cute, yeah cute um klingon 007 jp here says i love the loose ending lol uh hmm not sure what that means <laughs> i don't know was it that loose uh, pig loose, maybe the pig. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how it should have ended. Yeah, that was that was the right ending there. They missed that boat. <laughs> uh, we have one here on Facebook. Kalen uh, Beckinsale, I think it says, uh, I, "I was hoping the finale would be my favorite scene, as I wanted to see Rexy beat up the Indominus, like in the movie." But she didn't do anything in that whole scene, I don't think. Um, and it was shot yeah. and animated in a fairly boring manner. All the hybrids just kind of stood still and occasionally hit the Indominus. I guess that really doesn't answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, it really doesn't, but it points out some of the things. Um, Yeah, and I guess in that final scene, they kind of just, they just kind of like swatted at it and eventually won by not really doing too much at all. So, yeah, that makes sense. That answer makes sense a lot. So there's another person who agrees that even without the Claire part, the scene itself just was kind of like lackluster compared mm-hmm. to the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then kind of the anticlimactic. Whole, what do you think about the whole soccer match thing at the end? I'm out of place and kind of weird and like what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It didn't feel great it was it was, was kind of weird very interesting um i don't hate it i don't have any problems with it really but uh it was definitely strange like to see that it was hoskins in there at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. it's like what made them think of that like i guess for a kid's thing it's funny but it's just kind of yeah it's odd. definitely i could see it being like a, a hit with the kids and and uh I, I thought it was funny but yeah i just didn't really uh the the tone is strange because they're jumping around but they're doing some serious stuff and then they're playing soccer so who knows it, it was a lot of fun i had a good time with it but uh that sums up all the answers i have here 
um, from social media. So thank you everybody for sending stuff in. So I, that I hope that this is a foreshadowing. The Easter eggs we're talking about, I mm-hmm. hope there has a pet dinosaur yes. in the next one. And there better be a soccer scene in Jurassic World 2. <laughs> Two requirements we need now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Those it's, are your Easter eggs. it's funny to to say that, though, like we were talking about earlier with Zach about that, that scene with the Indominus at the end, like, it seems like it could be a foreshadow. But we can't, how can we say that logically when there is a scene where Chris Pratt? Oh, I did it this time. That was, that was the first time I actually did it. <laughs> Owen. Owen is jumping around on Pteranodons and, <laughs> and uh, soccer playing dinosaurs. So there's a lot of, of strange stuff, but some things we can look at and be like, wow, could we see that in the future? So I, I like analyzing it in that way. Oh, a random thing that just popped into my head. Whenever the Indominus changed to plaid, that was funny that was too. Perfect. When he went to all those absurd colors. I loved like, it, yeah. like, oh, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was perfect, but yeah. See, that not- whole, that part, that part when they were in the paddock, like looking at the Indominus, that was a funny one. Like that whole thing the whole was thing. cool. That was fine. Because that was the that introduction was- of the hot dog man. And we finally saw what he was yeah. doing with that shovel. And, and uh, <laughs> Owen just, or, right. was it Owen or, who fed the, the hot dog or something? They dropped it in and, and then it started changing colors. And he's like, uh, don't feed it hot dogs or whatever you say, whatever he said. Mm-hmm. So And she's like, why? He likes hot dogs. Why wouldn't we feed him hot dogs? <laughs> Yeah, and that had the whole camera crew and everything. So that was that was definitely a really good scene. And I loved the like the crazy colors and everything they gave the Indominus, and especially that plaid. It was perfect. Yeah, that, I think that's I'm wearing that right beginning. now. Actually, oh, you're the Indominus. You're, <laughs> yeah, call this Indominus plaid right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, was, we've yeah, rambled on for way too much. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? We talked even longer on the minute and a half trailer than we did on the twenty-four minute. So ah, you're right. That's weird. These people, these people should expect like another <laughs> six-hour part. So we're gonna release it in five no. parts. Let's cut it off. And then the we're rest done. will be on Netflix. <laughs> the rest. Is- <laughs> but we'll release it on Netflix before we finish the five yeah. part. To so be well, consistent. We gotta go see if Zach's okay. Make sure the tornado oh, didn't, didn't get to him. Hopefully, he's safe. In a bunker odd. of sorts, or you know, underground. Yeah. Well, wishing him luck out there. We'll we'll check in and I'll let you know how he is. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, Jen. And uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, totally awesome. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 71st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank Jen and Zach for stopping by to review the fun Lego Jurassic World, The Indominus Escape. Just in case you were wondering, Zach is safe and sound after that tornado scare. I'm glad to hear it didn't affect him. We'll have to get him back on again soon to chat more. But in the meantime, if you want to follow my good friends Jen and Zach... 
head over to Twitter. She's at Jennifer underscore Lane 89 and Zach is at SaltyGrave15. Go follow them both. And of course, I'll have all their links in our show notes. Next week, we have another great interview with the Jurassic World actor. So stay tuned. We'll also be debuting a brand new segment next week called Amber Finds. Jay Jurassic is bringing his collection to your ears. So stay tuned to that episode. It's going to really be great. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top fives, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly via our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Enjoy.